When the media is a part of the big lie, how is an individual supposed to discern the truth? This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Wednesday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Just a few things I want to share here at the beginning of the program today. Then I've got a few things, a couple of topics that I want to, to enter into which will be part of some of the things we'll talk about for the remainder of the week. First off, we are trying to settle into our home here in Virginia. It's going to take a little bit of time, of course. You know, I'm not as young as I used to be. I can remember back in the days of being a young disc jockey, and and, and young radio announcers tended to move frequently because you're working your way up the ladder from a small market to a bigger market to a medium and then eventually I made it to a major market and so moving was a part of my life for a number of years it stabilized in the 1980s when I finally reached a certain point in my career and so I really haven't had to move much over the past oh up 20 or 30 years I did after my first wife passed away and one other time and then we added the Sky Valley home. And and so I, I'm not as young as I was, so moving is taking a, a terrible toll on me. But we're doing the best that we can. We hope that by this time next week, I'll be able to record in a nice environment and with all the gear that I need to really produce the program as it needs to be done. I'm actually working off some primitive equipment here. And, but it's working, and I'm thankful for that. Well, let me get to some of the things that are on my mind today. And it, it has a lot to do with information and how it is dispersed and dispensed and delivered to the population here in the United States and Canada and all over the world. We'll call it the free world, even though it really isn't as free as it's supposed to be. I read an article that somebody had pointed out one of the biggest problems that we have here in the United States, it really goes down to, uh, well, our growth of the federal government. And, And somebody pointed out that pretty much all the problems we really have with government here in the United States, and it's true in Canada as well. It is true in Australia as well. Now, these nations in particular, including New Zealand, really valued freedom, individual liberty, that was their their stock and trade. And the biggest government, the, the federal government, was limited. Here in the United States, if you are a student of the Constitution, you will understand that there are only about 20 or so things in the government services are supposed to provide based on the Constitution with only three key uh, departments. Now we have like 6,000 different agencies, departments, and what have you in the federal government. And so there are so many intrusions into your life. And if we ever want to get our freedom back, there are certain things the federal government needs to stop doing. I remember if you ever watched an old movie, 
you know, filmed in the 30s or 1940s, you would hear the expression, you're acting like this is a federal crime. And a lot of people today don't even understand what that meant. See, back in the early part of the 20th century, there were very few federal crimes. I mean, really very few. But somehow, somehow since the 1930s, we have added agency upon agency, law upon law, and what used to be a handful of laws at the federal level have expanded to codes of regulations and rules and laws that fill up volumes upon volumes upon volumes of books. And with each additional layer of law, we increasingly become slaves to our government and they become our slave master. And I think a lot of people don't see this, but you need to. This is where we are today. We have let our federal governments grow to a point where they become literally democratic dictatorships. And they do that by manipulating the voting. I also believe in they can cheat. You'll never convince me that Joe Biden had a record number of votes for president in 2020. I do not believe that it happened. And yet we have all the Republicans in name only that love to swim in the swamp and enjoy all the benefits, whether it be at the state level or the federal level. They like playing around in the sandbox with the elites. And so we have this bloated government, and even many state governments have bloated themselves beyond belief. The, one of the founding principles of the United States and, and literally many of the so-called free democracies like, like Canada, they valued your freedom of religion. They valued your freedom of speech and your right to own property, your right to own a firearm to defend yourself. These were all valued in those societies. But a free society, a well-educated society, a society that can take care of itself is a threat to a government that wants to rule you. And I've mentioned this one before. If you don't believe it, especially from the leftist side of whatever political spectrum you're, you're in, those to the left. When Barack Obama was getting ready to be inaugurated president of the United States back in 2009, he said during the transition, we will be ready to rule on day one. Now, let me just say that again. I want you to listen carefully. Barack Obama said in an interview, I watched it. I listened to him say it. And most people, it didn't mean anything. But to me, it meant a lot when he said, we will be ready to rule on day one. Now, understand that is an anathema to the Constitution of the United States and what the this nation was founded on. It should be considered an anathema in Canada. We do not elect rulers. We elect leaders. And there's a huge difference. Historically, in the United States, we had a citizen legislature. It was not to be a ruling class. It was not to be an elitist class living in a capital district. That's what D.C. stands for, by the way. 
And so now we have allowed these governments to grow. And as they grow, they need more resources, more of your money. And we have, we find ourselves since the you know great society of Lyndon Johnson in 1965, we have grown a world where it takes two incomes for most households today if you have children. We have daycare. We have all these government services, none of which were ever needed 60 years ago. But somehow we believe we need all of it today. And so here we are. We are now, we are now slaves to our slave masters. Now, how do they get this control on all of us? A good example is what is what's gone on for literally the last couple of years. It is a sad commentary that our governments are willing to lie to us without any remorse of any kind, without any conscience. We, we've seen in these past two years, over two years, government tyranny in the name of fighting a virus. And the prime instigators of this, well, infamy, they're walking free, writing books and making money, cashing in, and pretending they never said half of the things they clearly said over and over again. You know, most of you I know, if you follow the news, remember Deborah Burks, Dr. Deborah Burks. She was... Um, one of the COVID response coordinators at the White House under President Trump. She was, and by the way, the Brownstone Institute, they do a great job. They, they point out in a recent article that the principal architects of the disastrous lockdown policy that destroyed more lives than COVID itself, that was Dr. Burks and Dr. Fauci. Burks knew that locking down a country down in response to a virus was a radical move. She, she understood that. She also knew that it would never be endorsed, and she also knew it's never been tried before, and she, in her book, she admits she lied about everything. She told the White House, and this goes back into the early days when I was still in emergency management. I used to have to watch these long press conferences every afternoon, take notes, Put together, I mean, I finally figured out what was going on pretty quick, but she she writes in her book, I didn't have numbers in front of me, yet to make the case for extending it longer, um, I had two weeks to get them, so she basically made up her data. She lied. And she doesn't feel any guilt about it because she lied to make this pandemic crisis as huge as it could be because she and Dr. Fauci, well, in Dr. Fauci's case, he had a lot to hide. You know it and I know it. His fingerprints are all over playing with viruses, including the new monkeypox stupidity and silliness. Dr. Ralph Barracks, I've said this before, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, I am waiting for the day that somebody, somebody in law enforcement has a discussion with him. Dr. Anthony Fauci and, and Peter Daszak of the, of the EcoHealth Alliance. All of these individuals were spending money, taxpayer money, NIH money, to play with viruses 
They took it to China when it became illegal to do this kind of study and work in the United States. And to watch Fauci squirm in a chair when he's asked questions about gain of function and trying to change the narrative, change the definition, is the epitome of a weasel. They knew what they were doing. They knew exactly what they were doing. And it's pretty obvious that they never intended for 15 days to flatten the curve. They just knew that if we asked for 15 days and got it started and kept keeping the fear alive, use CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, all of them, all of these willing partners in the biggest lie perpetuated on the United States. I can remember Dr. Fauci saying, you know, someday we'll get a vaccine, you know, maybe in about five years, because, you know, it takes many, many years to to, to get a vaccine to market, you know, and, and tested and to be safe and effective. And, and, if, and yet he was also in the background dealing with companies like Moderna. Yeah, he's got a lot of influence in Moderna. And Pfizer, one of the largest pharmaceutical corporations, mega billion dollar companies in the world, they wanted a piece of this action too. And notice how right after the election in 2020, both Pfizer and Moderna within days announced they had a an effective and safe vaccine for COVID-19. They knew that they had something ready to go months before. I'm beginning to see evidence. I can't fully vet it out, but I'm beginning to see evidence that they were working on this stuff before there was a pandemic. That's becoming increasingly obvious to me. They also knew that these vaccines, and here's another lie. They also knew, and once again, in an interview, she again revealed the extent of her treachery after months of relentlessly demanding that all Americans get COVID shots. She admitted that she knew, and I'm sure that Dr. Fauci knew, that these vaccines were not vaccines. They're they're simply not. We've changed the definition so we can call them that. And she knew they would never protect against infection. In other words, they would never stop you from getting or spreading covid how many people believe the lie that if I now they you know after after being locked down and see this was part of the process to get people to be willing to roll their sleeves up and take an experiment. And, you know, and I know there is vastly more behind these so-called concoction vaccines than they want to tell us. We know that they And they even knew that it really doesn't protect against severe disease and hospitalization. But Bob, but Bob, look, Dr. Fauci had COVID. Look at look at Joe Biden at 79, the frail little man. You know, he's recovering from the Rona. You know, in in the book, and this is what really burns me with Dr. Burks. I never I, I felt uncomfortable watching these two, this freak show every day from the White House. There was something about these two that didn't sit right with me. And I know it never sat right with any of you. She admits that she used subterfuge, that's that's her word, against her boss, the president, to implement COVID policies which Trump opposed. And I believe she did this in an effort to do two things. She is a part of that extreme leftist mentality that believes government should have total and absolute control over your life. 
as long as she's among the elite class. The same is true with Dr. Fauci. And they knew that the lockdowns would never stop COVID. You know, this this nonsense of, well, walk up the, you know, one-way aisles in grocery stores, six-foot distancing and all this. You know, the entire six-foot distancing, the protocol, when you do a little research to try to find out where did this come from, some some fifth grader came up with that idea during the George W. Bush administration for the flu. There was no scientific data to ever, you know, follow up any of it. If a virus is aerosolized, it's in the air and it's going to be there for quite a while in an enclosed space. It doesn't matter if you're walking the same direction in a grocery aisle or you're wearing a face diaper or you're keeping six feet apart. None of it. And they knew all of this up front and they knew none of it ever worked, but they lied to you. Now, the one thing it's clear with the end of mandatory masking and Joe Biden recovering, it may be it may be difficult now to keep the coronavirus um, fear mongering alive. Yet I saw it yesterday right here in Virginia in a place where very, very few people are really running around in fear. The people that delivered furniture to our home were wearing face masks. And I said, you don't have to do that. And, and you could tell with this one guy, well, you know, I, I, it might protect me. I said, they don't. Well, I'm not sure. Living in fear, living the lie has got to stop. We have to become rooted in the truth. And the truth begins in God's holy word. I'll be sharing more about that later this week. We now know the vaccines are a real failure. People are dying of the vaccine and people that have had the vaccine have damaged their immune systems. We'll share more on that later this week. But for now, to give me more time to settle into our home here in Virginia, I welcome our good friend to the microphone, Jim Calhoun, who will finish today's episode. Thanks, Bob. It's great to be back on Truth to Ponder. Now, before I get started today, I want to tell everybody that right before I did this show, somehow I knocked down my USB box that converts my voice to where I could put it on the computer, and it ruined the cable. I went and got my backup unit, which I thought was working just fine last time I used it, and I recorded this entire program. And I went back to start to edit it, and it was unlistenable. It had so many clicks and ticks in it because something obviously is wrong with my backup unit. So because of my clumsiness, I had to rely on the ultimate backup system, and that's just the built-in microphone on my laptop. And so the audio quality is going to be a little strange today, and I apologize for that. But this is the only way I'm going to get the show out in time so Bob Behrman can get it edited and ready for the air. What I'm going to be talking about today are two things. Number one, I want to be talking about how we're being brainwashed and the way that affects us in our daily life. And I want to talk about the overreach of the government and how the government is actually seems to have declared war on common people doing what they've commonly done for years. 
And specifically, I'm going to be talking about Amos Miller, an Amish farmer that had his farm raided by the feds. And he's been arrested and fined with over a quarter of a million dollars in fines for doing something that was common practice in this country. And a lot of people have done what this man has done that is just creating food that's healthy for you and chemically free. But in the first half of the program, I want to talk about the fact that we're all brainwashed to one extent or another. Now, I've found through my research, some of my quote-unquote sacred cows have been exposed. And another way to say it is my balloon has been popped several times. But what that's done is it's shown me that I too have been brainwashed in certain ways towards certain things and situations and people. And that's how the government controls us, is through psychology. And I find it very interesting that a lot of people that are generally awake, that know what's going on, still have the issues that they've been brainwashed on that they will absolutely fight for and defend. But in reality, a lot of the things they're defending are the same type of propaganda that they come against on other issues. In other words, if they benefit from an issue being the way it is, then they think it's okay. If they don't benefit from it, they can usually see the flaws and they can usually see the brainwashing that's taking place to push the narrative. One of the things that I've heard say that the southern border is now safer than it's been in a long time. That's not said very often, but I have heard it said. And I guess the modern term is gaslighting, but it's just good old-fashioned brainwashing. If they tell a lie enough, they think that it'll become true in people's minds. And that's what's been happening. But a phenomenon that I've seen is that people will blame, let's just say Congress in general, because they don't like Congress, they don't, like, they don't think they're competent, they think they're corrupt. But when you ask them about their personal senator or personal representatives, they say, well, mine are good. It's the other states that are bad. So you go to these other states and ask the same question, and they give you the same answer. Well, mine are good. It's the other states that are bad. So there are certain things that people will cling to, and they cling to their personal representatives are great, when in fact their personal representatives are just part of the collective. They're part of the problem. But yet people don't want to acknowledge that. That's where the brainwashing comes in. But some people choose to be brainwashed on certain things. And the purpose for me doing this part of the show is I would like to wake up the people who are partially awake. I'd like to wake them up a little bit more, if not wake them up all the way. There are certain things that people will defend that are indefendable. And there are things that are perfectly fine, like I'm going to point out in the second half of the show with the Amish farmer, that are painted as evil and wrong. And unfortunately, we have a whole bunch of people who have been brainwashed that they're nothing more than zombies, and they're guilty of groupthink, and they walk in lockstep. And that is not going to help the situations at all. And in the long run, that's going to really hurt humanity because they have a sheep-like mentality. And so they're able to be pushed and led everywhere that the government or the powers that be want to push them. 
And it seems like right now, all of our quote-unquote public servants no longer know that they're public servants. They think they're leaders. They think they're elites. They think they're rulers. When in reality, they're public servants. And if you're the public, which you are, then they serve you, not the other way around. But yet right now, these public servants are so full of themselves worldwide that they are acting like they're kings or they're acting like dictators. And to help push their mandates and to push their agendas, they're using all sorts of psychological operations on we the people. And we have to understand that almost anything that comes out of the quote-unquote places of power, which is where the public servants are, we need to really examine their motives and what they're saying. And we also need to verify whether it's true or not. Now, I know right now that the news media is carrying the water for all of this New World Order agenda. But yet people have seen through them, and they no longer trust the mainstream media. And for that, I'm grateful, because you should not trust the mainstream media, because what they're there for is to be a propaganda tool. But yet even the most awake of us have certain issues that are easier than others for them to get their narrative into our head to where we think it's so when it really isn't. One of the narratives they're pushing right now was the insurrection of January 6th. You know, they have thousands of cameras and video footage of what really happened, but yet they're not allowing a lot of that into evidence because it'll show just the opposite of what they're trying to portray. There are people in this country that actually think that it was a bloody revolution, that Trump supporters showed up with guns because that's what they've been told. And that was not the truth at all. The only person that died by gun violence was Ashley Babbitt, and she was murdered by one of the cops. And so since I mentioned the cops, we have to understand that right now, in the police forces all across the United States, that the local, state, and federal levels, we have a new breed of cat. They seem to be narcissists and megalomaniacs, and they seem to be drunk with power. And most of them do not consider themselves public servants. They might give lip service to it. And I notice that a lot of squad cars have the saying on the side of the car that says to protect and serve. But to protect and serve who? You know, this movement that's been in the country for quite a while, this back the blue, where we're supposed to back the law enforcement. There's nothing wrong with that in a sane and rational world. But right now, law enforcement isn't acting sane and rational. They act like they're just nothing but jackbooted thugs for the most part. If you've seen the thousands of videos that I've seen of little old ladies being arrested out of their house because they had someone over for tea, young girls that get arrested for going to a shopping mall and going window shopping, people arrested for making a Facebook post, Someone arrested just because they happen to be black and they're driving down the road. And yes, that does happen. It seems like that we have a group of law enforcement officers that are not interested in enforcing the law. They're interested in being bullies and jackbooted thugs. And I know a lot of police officers listen to Truth to Ponder. And if you're one of the good ones, well, God bless you. If you're one of those that follow the Constitution and follow your oath. But if you're not, if you're one of the jackbooted thugs... If you're one of those that beat down the door of an old lady's house and drag her out of her bed because she had someone visit her earlier that day, 
If you're one of those, well, shame on you. And all these narcissistic rogue-type cops need to understand that we, the people, are on to them. We're waking up to the fact that we can't trust them. And so I personally do not back the blue. I back honest, law-abiding law enforcement officers. I back the ones that back the Constitution. But how can you tell which cops are good cops and which cops are bad cops until you get into a confrontation? So I can no longer back the blue as far as being a blanket statement. Can't do it. Because there's too many people that are in blue that will not back you and will not back me. And so since they won't back us and they won't back the Constitution, I can't back them. But yet that was a big brainwashing campaign itself, back the blue. And then all of a sudden, when you get this back the blue, what do the cops do all over the world? They start becoming little tyrants and carrying out the orders of tyrants. It just seems like the world has gone amuck. And one of the things that they've done to do that, one of the tools they've used, is propaganda. And so if you're partially awake, but still have some sacred cows and still have some things you want to defend, you need to understand that you need to look at this a little bit deeper. And you need to know that you really know, not just by feeling, but by research, whether what you're backing is actually factual and worth backing. It just doesn't seem right that there's so many people that are awake, but yet when it comes to certain issues, they're not awake at all. And that also goes for the church. There are some doctrines taught in some denominations that are just not in the Bible. I don't care which translation you use, and I don't care how much you look. It's not there. But yet certain denominations teach certain things that are totally unbiblical. And there are people that go to these churches that are very good, God-fearing Christians. But yet they believe the doctrine of their denomination that's non-scriptural, non-biblical. So if you're in one of these churches that's practicing some of these things that are not in the Bible, but are practicing them like they are in the Bible, you really need to re-examine the denomination. As a matter of fact, I think you should examine every denomination because God is not coming back for a bunch of brides. He's not coming back for denominations. He's coming back for a bride. And a lot of people get caught up with this denominational nonsense when their real focus needs to be on Almighty God and God's Word. But that's another story for another day. We seem to all have issues in which we have been brainwashed and we have maybe an ignorant view of something. Maybe ignorant is not the best word. Maybe an ill-informed opinion of something. I listened to a guy on the radio just yesterday that was acting like Trump pulled a gun on January 6th and tried to commandeer a car. And he said that President Trump had committed many egregious offenses. And some of his offenses included this debunked dossier, the one about the golden showers. And here's someone on radio still perpetrating that lie. He's nothing but a brainwasher. And there are people that even when they're told the truth and they deep down know it's the truth, will still deny it because it goes against their programming. 
And I think that's the better word other than brainwashing is programming. They want us all to be good little zombies, good little mind-numb robots doing everything we're told. In every which way, we have to obey. When in reality, they are the public servants. They are the ones that should obey us. So we need to wake up to this fact that the governments around the world are out of control. They seem to try to make up their own laws and policies as they go. A couple of months ago, I had car trouble. And a deputy actually helped me put the car off the road safely. And so a deputy actually helped me push it off the side of the road. In this state, I think you have 48 hours to get the car towed. And also, they have to put a notice on the car, an official notice, and they have to tag it. So I called a company, and the tow truck driver was going to be a little late getting there. And I told the law enforcement officer that helped me push it off the side of the road that, yes, the car was going to get towed, the tow truck was on the way, but didn't know when it was going to be there. Well, 12 hours later, the tow truck driver shows up and no car because the sheriff's department towed my car and impounded it. The tow truck driver went to get it out, and they said that I owed him $300 for an impound fee. I called him up and said, well, what, are, what do you mean I owe you money for an impound fee? And they said, well, you left your car abandoned along the side of the road. I said, yes, with the help of one of your deputies. And they said, well, you, did, you didn't get it towed that day. And I told him, I said, I have more time than that. And I quoted them the statutes. And they said, well, you'll get your car when, when we get the money. Well, when I got a little angry with them and told them I knew the law, they knew they were up against somebody that did know the law and was going to fight them. And so the sheriff called me and said, well, against my better judgment, I'm going to release the car to you at no charge. And I told him, thank you. But I said, you know, it's not against your better judgment. It's called the law. We all have to follow the law. The statute said I had 48 hours to get that car moved, and also it had to be tagged. Neither happened. And so this whole department just makes up the rules as they go. And there's too much of that happening all over the country. That's just a small example. And that's happening a lot in government. People just making things up as they go with mandates, and they just want us to comply. And one of the best ways for them to get us to comply is to program us and brainwash us into obeying. So I ask everybody that's awake, get fully awake. If you have something you find yourself defending, but you don't know why you're defending it, well, you need to look into that a little bit more and find out whether you've been programmed to defend this or not. Because I see a lot of people out there that are otherwise wide awake that will have their little pet project that they will defend, but they don't know why they're defending it. The reason I bring this up is I think we're getting ready to enter into a time period that's unprecedented in this country. I think that we're all going to have to be as wide awake as possible, and we're going to have to know why we do what we do and why we think what we think. And so everyone needs to put their thinking cap on and understand that, yes, to a certain extent, we've all been programmed. Now it's time for all of us to deprogram. And I'll be back on the other side of the break, and I want to talk about an Amish farmer that got raided by the feds. And thank you so much, Jim. And uh, Jim, we'll be right back in, in just a couple of moments. Once again, I want to thank all of you 
that have kept me in prayer over these past many weeks with, you know, dealing with a health issue that was really frightening, but God's hand has has been laid upon me and I, I just, I feel better than I have in a long time, still having some back pain and what have you, but, but that comes from moving heavy things when you're not used to it. But just, but keep us in prayer. I want to let you know that all of your mail that I haven't seen in about two weeks or more because of all this back and forth and selling the home and not knowing where we're going to be, I had all the mail held at the place that receives it and keeps it secure. I got a big envelope yesterday with everything in it, and I'm going to probably try to find time uh, later tonight, maybe sometime on on Thursday to to look at your mail and and read what you've written me and and I'll thank you in advance as I you know for the support you've given this program to keep it on the air. I know that at WRMI they've had a problem with one of the frequencies and transmitters and it's not the transmitter. There's a problem that occurred after a storm with one of the big long transmission lines to the antenna and that is on frequency 9455 Maybe by the time this program is airing, it may be repaired. I'll let you know more about it as soon as I know more about it. And so the airing at 9 p.m. Pacific time uh, did not air last night, and it may not be on tonight or tomorrow. I'm not sure. I want to thank you, though, for keeping us on shortwave. I'm really trying to, to make sure that we're spending the money that you give us wisely. If you listen on KVOH, I really need to know. Now, if you can help us out financially, consider writing a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Mailing address is Truth to Ponder 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248, Crestview, Florida, 32536. You can even support us from the website truththenumber2ponder.com. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. The Cherubim's Sword, coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn. Your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now after the fall of man, it's written, the Lord stationed cherubim with a flaming sword to guard the way to the tree of life. What does it mean? Well, most people take it to mean that cherubim and the sword are there to prevent anybody from approaching the tree of life. And there is truth to this. The way is blocked, but that's not the final truth. So you can take it two ways. You can take it, you can approach the tree of life because of the sword of the cherubim, or you can approach it this way. You can approach the tree of life, but only if you walk through the cherubim and the sword. You can receive eternal life, but only if you pass through the sword of the cherubim. The only way to get to eternal life is through the sword, through dying. The same mystery that's in Yom Kippur, the high priest could only come through the veil with the blood, the sign of death, the sacrifice. And the only way you can find life and forgiveness and redemption is by passing through the sword of the cherubim by death. What is it? Well, Messiah opened up the way to life, but he did it by passing through the flaming sword, through death, through judgment, through the crucifixion stake, through the cross. So you too, to follow Messiah, you can partake in the tree of life and all the blessings of life come through dying in the cross, through the sword of the cherubim. You want to win? Surrender. You want to get? Give. You want to increase? Decrease. You want to find? Let go. You want to live? Die to yourself. You want to receive all the blessings of life? Then pass through the sword, the cross, die to self, that's to live. Because the cross is an end, it's a beginning that opens up the way to life, forgiveness, joy, everything. The way of the cross is life. For the cross 
is the sword of the cherubim. Want more? Ask for the Day of the Cherubim on CD. Now, how do you like to receive a special free gift? Uh, something, how do you like to be strong, have a super life in God, a super walk? You can with Sapphire's The Super Spiritual Supplement to turn your walk into a super life with God, plus the incredible Mystery of the Temple Doors, all free. How do you get all this? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. So just call 1 800 Yeshua 1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1 800 Y E S H U A 1. Now I invite you to join with me in the Great Commission to bring salvation back to God's ancient people, the Jewish people, and reach millions of unreached peoples of every nation around the world on five continents. It's the farthest way you can ever spread the gospel, Shoy Radio. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll impact the world. 1-800-YESHUA-1. Or write me direct at the Nice Jewish Boy Box, 1111 Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's Box 1111 Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah. Hasar Shalom, the master of Shalom and the prince of peace. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Welcome back to the second half of Truth to Ponder. I'm Jim Calhoun, sitting in for Bob Bierman today, and I'm always happy to help Bob in any way I can. Well, the first half of the show, I was talking about being programmed and brainwashed in certain ways and how we need to really be on the lookout for that because things are getting kind of dicey out there. We have to really understand why we believe what we believe. And I hate to say this, but you need to trust and verify on everything that's been said to you, including what I say. I think that things are way too important just to take things that just face value right now. Now, I've always been the type that I always trusted until I had a reason not to trust. And that seems to be getting me in trouble more than not in the last few years. And so now I'm more like Ronald Reagan when he said, trust but verify. I think that's what we all need to do right now. Well, the second half of the show, I want to talk about an Amish farmer named Amos Miller, and he's from Pennsylvania. And his family has had this farm for a hundred years. And this Amish farmer has been selling meat products for an awful long time. And the traditional way of getting beef ready for slaughter was just to have grass-fed beef. No antibiotics, no steroids, no chemicals. Just pure, clean meat. And that's what people have always enjoyed. But it seems like the USDA has had some mandates and they snuck in some things that now if you process beef and don't put the chemicals in the beef, well, apparently you're breaking the USDA mandates. And a federal judge actually ordered the feds to raid Amos Miller's farm. And with the order to raid the farm, the feds were given full range, anything they needed, whether it be SWAT teams or whether it needed extra support from other sources, what they call hired assets, which I imagine would be paramilitary. And also the judge ordered that all state and local law enforcement could be called in to help too. All to go after one Amish farmer, that all he was doing was producing beef the traditional way and selling it to a few customers. Well, they confiscated all of his meat and they arrested him 
and they find him $250,000, and he has 30 days to pay that. And if he doesn't pay that, then he's going to be jailed. And what is his crime? Selling beef that is untainted. Selling pure, unadulterated meat. Meat with no steroids. Meat with no antibiotics. And that's the kind of meat that everybody wants to buy. Nobody wants to buy meat that's laced with poisons. But yet the USDA has mandated that all meat sold in this country has to meet their guidelines. And the news media, of course, is siding with the USDA. And they're actually implying that this man was selling unsafe food. That his food was somehow unsafe because it was not USDA approved. When the exact opposite was the truth. He's selling clean food, clean meat, with no steroids, no antibiotics. He gets arrested. He's going to end up losing his farm. Farm's been in the family for over 100 years. And it's not only that the feds did this, but it was how they did it. They did it like he was a criminal. I would doubt that any drug trafficker or any child smuggler on the border gets half that much attention. And it seems like that right now the common people, the ones that they deem are helpless, are the ones they're really going after to make an example of. And so since the Amish are not known for their militant behavior because they're pacifists, well, they're easy to pick on. They're an easy target. And I wonder what was going through the heads of these agents as they were putting on their body armor and getting their submachine guns and whatever else they were carrying to go in and threaten this poor family. If they had any feelings of pride, they should be ashamed of themselves. Because these people are nothing but jackbooted thugs. And this judge that ordered this, he should be thrown off the bench and disbarred. Matter of fact, the Constitution is being trampled here. But they're sending a chilling message to every family farm in the country. Do it our way, or we're going to own your land. Yes, it is a land grab. Bill Gates is now the largest owner of farm ground in the United States. And what does Bill Gates want to do? He wants to depopulate the planet. Put two and two together, folks. What the federal government is doing is waging war against the people. Yes, we the people are under attack. Am I being melodramatic? No, I don't think so. Because this is going to set a precedence that's going to absolutely wreak havoc among people that sell at farmer's markets. Or maybe they have a sign along the road that says farm fresh eggs. Now, several years ago, they took away the ability of a dairy farmer to, to sell his milk products to the public. They said for safety reasons, which a lot of people thought was a good thing. But that goes hand in hand with the first part of the show. That was just propaganda. Any good dairy farmer is proud of their product. And no good dairy farmer is going to sell any product that's going to damage their reputation. No dairy farmer is going to willingly sell anything to anybody that's going to hurt them. If people only knew what it took to run a dairy farm, and how hard of work that is, only to have the feds and also these milk cooperatives come in and dictate exactly how they have to have their operation. And right now, this small family farmer that happens to butcher a few head to sell them is now going to lose his farm. So what's going to happen to the small commercial grower that grows produce for the farmer's markets? Let's say they sell tomatoes. 
let's say they have a quarter acre of tomato plants. How long is it going to be before they mandate something that's going to put this tomato farmer out of business? Worldwide, we're seeing our facilities as far as the production facilities and storage places and the, the processing centers are having awful accidents and fires and explosions and what have you. And so it seems to me that our food supply is being actively sabotaged. And then you take the federal government going after the small guys that can somehow fill the gap for when these big corporations go down or they have an explosion or a fire at one of their plants, that there's still food available. It seems like these satanic globalists are covering all the bases. They want to get rid of all the people that can come up and meet some needs and keep some people fed. If you remember the George Floyd riots from last year and all the destruction and burning and looting, and anyone that was arrested was bailed out by Kamala Harris, then you have a peaceful Amish farmer that all he's doing is feeding people, and he gets a SWAT team on his farm. If you don't see something wrong with this picture, then you're one of the brainwashed zombies. Because the possibility of another Waco is very, very definite. I can just imagine a bunch of pacifist Amish people going down on their knees in prayer in front of a farm and having the feds come in with all sorts of body armor and automatic weapons and maybe even armored personnel carriers and dispatching these criminal Amish that happen to be kneeling and praying in their barnyard. If you think I'm being far-fetched, you need to think again. That's what they're setting up. We, the people, are being set up as being the villains. The people that believe in true Americana, the ones that understand the Constitution, the ones that understand our history and love our history, the ones that love our country, we are being targeted. We are being targeted for annihilation. Whether it be economically or physically or both, I don't know. But I know that we all have targets. And these people who are supposed to be our public servants, all these people that are just public servants, all think that they're rulers. They all think they're dictators. And they think that we need to jump to their tune. It's time to let these public servants know that we are the public and they are the servant, not the other way around. And just when you think it can't get any stupider as far as how the government is reacting against its own people, you have SWAT teams outgoing to Amish farms. And I know there's several people who listen to Truth to Ponder on a regular basis, raise chickens and sell eggs. I know other listeners do sell at farmer's markets. I'm not trying to tell you to be fearful that the government's going to knock on your door, but I am going to tell you this, watch your back and be careful. You're going to have to be very careful of how you advertise what you're going to sell. And I think it's come to the point now that if a stranger comes up and wants to buy something from you, you need to tell them no. Now, that may be hard to do at a farmer's market. But right now, we have a bunch of government stooges that are infiltrating everything. Remember the plot to kidnap the governor up in Michigan? Well, nobody was convicted of that because the plot and most of the players and the ones that were really pushing it, they were all federal agents. And they were just trying to trap a bunch of people. And I think the truth is going to come out of just how involved the feds were in January 6th of instigating that and trying to make that a huge event. So there's definitely been a line in the sand drawn. Us against them. 
And we didn't draw that line. We're out celebrating the 4th of July and waving our flags and singing the national anthem and saying the Pledge of Allegiance. And we're being very loyal to our country. While these people that are supposedly public servants, these overlords, they are plotting and planning the destruction of we the people. I think truly we're dealing with the spirit of Antichrist, and it's very satanic. And it seems very telling that they are trying to target farmers now. They went after the truck drivers. They're going after the farmers. Anybody that can deliver the food, whether it be by truck or out in the fields with their tractors or feeding the cows, whatever. They're after people in agriculture. They want to destroy agriculture. They want to ruin the property value so people like Bill Gates can come in and buy up all the land. Then you have illegitimate Joe, whose son Hunter happens to be involved with this company in China. And Joe Biden sold oil to this Chinese company right out of the oil reserve. And so you have the destruction of the United States going on right in front of your face, right under your nose. And anybody that wants to be an entrepreneur and anybody wants to branch out and be a rugged individualist, you are their enemy. You have a target on your back. So we really have to watch our backs, no matter what your profession. I know they've been chipping away at Christians for a long time, and I think it's only going to get worse. And I was talking to a friend last week that they've identified what they call the God gene. And it's actually part of our DNA makeup that allows us to be in touch with God. So you have these scientists that are doing everything in their power to kill that part of our DNA. So there's a lot of things going on, folks, and a lot of it isn't good. And getting back to this Amish farm, I don't know how many generations have been on this farm, but they've all sold the same product, clean meat. And the Amish are known for selling very good food, very high quality. But again, it's not about the food. It's about the control. And it's also about sending a chilling message to every small farm, especially the family farms, that your days are numbered, that they're coming for you and they're watching you. I don't say that to be in a spirit of fear. I say that because we need to be diligent. We need to be on watch and on guard. We need to understand that we have no friends right now in the government. Now, you might have people that say they're our friend. And since nobody in the government is standing up for this poor Amish family, what makes you think they're going to stand up for you and your family? I don't think they will. I think it's going to take the power of God to change this. So we all need to be in prayer for all of our family farmers. We need to be in prayer for all of our food producers. We need to be in prayer for all the truck drivers that deliver the food. If we would only realize how fragile the supply line is to get food to our table. And then on top of that, having the government do everything in their power to disrupt the supply of food. And then you have the dictator up in Canada that's going to do what they did in the Netherlands as far as put mandates against too much nitrogen on farms. These idiots don't know that nitrogen is farming. Farming is nitrogen. If you grow plants at all, you have to have nitrogen. And they want to get rid of all this natural fertilizer at the same time when chemical fertilizers 
are either unobtainable or unaffordable. There again, it's the same globalists with the same plan. They want to get rid of all the farmers. They want to get rid of everyone that produces food that isn't them. That's one of the reasons they're developing automatic tractors, tractors that don't have any drivers, that are controlled from satellites and GPS. It's because they envision a time that the farmers are going to be gone. Can you see Bill Gates out there trying to plant a field of corn? Well, I can't. But we're headed for a very big disaster. But the trajectory we're on is very, very bad. And we have to stand up to these tyrants. We have to stand up to all of this nonsense and targeting peaceful Amish farmers for no reason at all and stealing their farms is unacceptable. We need to be very vigilant. We need to watch out for this. We need to make sure it doesn't happen to us. But I'm going to tell you right now that if we sit back and watch it happen to other people, eventually it will happen to us. So we have to do what we have to do. We have to stand up to these tyrants and stand up to these narcissist megalomaniac judges that are overstepping their authority. And the USDA requiring all sorts of chemicals to be put into the beef is obscene. It's almost like the COVID shots. They want everyone to have the shot. Well, now they want everyone to eat tainted meat. I don't know if there's a connection, but I wouldn't rule one out. So now is the time for all good people to support one another. We have to stand in the gap for each other because right now we're fighting a very satanic foe. All of these so-called public servants who are dictators, all these tyrants, they operate in the spirit of Antichrist and we need to come against that. Well, I hope that someone got something from the show today. I really appreciate Bob allowing me to speak to his audience. And I would really appreciate you considering donating to Truth to Ponder. And that's very easy to do. You can go on the website, truthtoponder.com, and go to the link about supporting the program. And you can find links on that page to make a donation online. Or if you'd like to send in a check or money order, you would write the check to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, and you would mail to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248, number 3248, Crestview, one word, Crestview, Florida, 32536. And your support is greatly appreciated. Once again, I'd like to thank Bob Beerman for having me today, and I really want to thank you for tuning in. So until next time, stay strong, stay safe, stay vigilant, but most of all, replace fear with faith. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.